When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fly the W670 podcast, season two, episode 26, Cubs Rock the Rangers. And in this segment, Crawley interviews Sam Whiterhaft, the play-by-play announcer of the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, we have the play-by-play announcer for your Myrtle Beach Pelicans, Sam Wiederhoft. How are you doing, Sam? Crawley, I'm doing great. Um, back to baseball. I mean, just so exciting to actually be back to it after a long offseason and um, had two really great games in Myrtle Beach. So excited to, to talk about it with you. Yeah, you know, we were talking off the air a little bit. We we just missed each other at, at spring training, but it looked like you had a blast out there. How fun is it for you to kind of see some of the players that you've over the years have come through Myrtle Beach and 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 how enjoyable is it for you to kind of see where they've progressed to so far? It was for me, I, I kind of describe it as a really re- rewarding experience, right? Because you go there and you see all these guys that you've You've broadcasted in the past that have really made improvements throughout their professional careers. Um, and you just catch up. And there were so many guys that, uh, you know, I'd just be hanging around at batting practice and um, just talking with and figuring out how the offseason was and kind of what they've been working on and how their family's doing and all that. So um, just just really cool how everybody was in one place that, um, you know, I've kind of gotten to know throughout the past two years that I've been the Pelicans announcer. And, and yeah, just the spring training experience in general, super fun. Um, everybody was just in a really good mood. There were smiles all over the place and, uh, it was just an unforgettable trip. So Mesa is a, is a special place and hopefully get to do it again. Absolutely. So let's talk about last season for a minute here. I know we were in 2023, but 2022 was an exciting one for the birds went 47, 19 in the first half, a lot of exciting victories, a lot of talented players, second half, you know, and, and this is kind of the hard thing though, is that guys get promoted and, and, you know, the team has to kind of like refocus. They went 31 and 34, but because of the first half, you guys got to face the Charleston River Dogs in the postseason. What were your your favorite memories from last season as far as looking back at 2022? Oh, Crawley, there were so many, man. I mean, you talk about the, the success in that first half, and when you win that many games, you're right. I mean, that's going to be a lot of promotions. Um, but, you know, I think C&P, Carl Armstrong, Kevin Alcantara, James Triantos, all in the same starting lineup um, is something that, you know, I'll remember, I'll remember for a long time. I think the favorite memories were our two combined no-hitters that we threw at Pelicans Ballpark. Um, one was on May 1st, Adam Lasky, Jake Rindle, uh, Walker Powell threw that first one against the Columbia Fireflies. And then July 17th, it was five different pitchers against the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. But just to call one no-hitter uh, in your lifetime is something that I never thought I'd do. And then to call two uh, within you know two and a half months was just awesome. So those were the first two ever thrown at Pelicans Ballparks so that had never even happened before. Um, but those were uh, kind of the feathers in my cap from from last year. But so much success. So many great players came through Myrtle Beach last season. Um, and the wins, especially in that first half, really showed for it. Well, it seems like calling no hitters kind of runs in the family business, right? Congratulations, <laughs> right? Your brother got to call on the other day? He did. He did. He did. Um, he did Purdue and Wisconsin softball. And the Wisconsin pitcher uh, threw a no hitter. I think it was the 11th in program history. So he got to have a no hitter call. It was awesome. All right. Well, maybe I know we're recording this on Easter Sunday. Maybe some bragging rights for the two of you. You could talk about it. 
So right. let's take a look at the 2023 Pelicans, right? So, you know, I kind of trying to, you know, for people that aren't aware of, of, of who's on the team, you know, it's, it's an interesting mix of players here. Uh, I wanted to look at the starters really quick first, right? Uh, you guys played your first game Thursday night. You're on marquee, which mm-hmm. I know how much you guys love playing on marquee. And uh, Grant Kipp was your starter. So Kip pitched at Yale and also in the Cape Cod League. Uh, what can you tell us about Kip? Yeah, Grant was signed as an undrafted free agent um, in August of last year and uh, came to us later that month. So he kind of got right thrown into the fire. He was pitching in the Cape Cod Baseball League in July. And the next thing you know, he's pitching in the in the Carolina League playoffs a few, you know, just a few short weeks later. So he got thrown into the fire. But Grant is a really awesome dude, really nice guy. He's tall. He's got a lot of size to him. So that, you know, traditional starting pitcher build. Um, but you're right, comes out of Yale. Threw pretty decent there. Um, he's got a good fastball, really good changeup from what I've seen um, in the few starts that he's had with us from the, with the Pelicans last year and this year. Um, you know, the opening night struggled a little bit, um, you know, had some errors in the field, but he kind of kept himself contained. Only went about three innings. So those starters are going to be uh, kind of limited, especially early in the season to going uh, short inning starts. But Grant went three innings. Um, we'll see if he gets stretched out longer in his next one. But I like what I've seen from him so far, and uh, you know, hopefully, he gets to improve throughout this year. Another starter that you guys picked up from the Cape Cod League, who went on Saturday, I believe, Brody McCullough threw three point two innings of scoreless ball. You guys won game two, thirteen to one. That was some fire there, huh? Yeah, well, we got a lot of help from the lineup that game, that's for sure. But uh, Brody was great. I mean, he threw three and two thirds, struck out five. And the one thing about Brody, if you look at his college numbers at Wingate Division two, his strikeout to walk ratio is just unfathomable. I mean, the guy just fills up the zone. His fastball was working. Um, his off-speed pitch was working in his first start this, uh, a couple days ago. So, yeah, he's going to be a fun guy to watch throughout the season. But he just knows how to throw strikes. And that was the thing that, you know, last year you talk about the second half, we kind of, you know, struggled a little bit because we had some new players coming up that were inexperienced. And a lot of the pitchers were struggling with location. Brody was not. Brody came out of the bullpen um, in, I believe, five games in 2022 at the end of that, that year. And uh, was just really consistent. And he showed that again um, just a few days ago in his first start. So really looking forward to what Brody's got in 2023. Now, unfortunately, the game was rained out on Sunday. Did you guys get a, get the probables for that game? Who was supposed to pitch? Yeah, Cade Horton was going to mm. go. Um, it was it was so Saturday got postponed and, and Cade was going to go for that Saturday game. So he got um, he got pushed back in the rotation. Now, I think he's going, uh, I think, Friday or Saturday next week just because of, uh, you know, his preparation. But. Yeah, was really looking forward to seeing him on the mound for the first time. Unfortunately, that's going to happen in Lynchburg now. Um, but, you know, we've heard so much about him. The first round pick by the Cubs, seventh overall, a nasty slider, really broke onto the scene um, in the College World Series last year at Oklahoma. So, yeah, I, I'm excited that we got him, right? And he gets to start his Cubs organization um, tenure in Myrtle Beach. And now it's going to be just seeing how he improves throughout the year. Yeah, I was talking to your brethren, uh, BK and Max uh, from South Bend, and they were among a group of people. I think Jim Callis was there that went to see, you know, the first pitches that he threw in Arizona and mm-hmm. just just, I guess, kind of like the electricity in the air when he was throwing those first pitches. Everybody was just kind of watching and stopping what they were doing. So that's got to be really exciting for you. It is. And I just think Cade's story is so interesting, right? You know, a two-way player at Oklahoma, he gets hurt in 2021, doesn't play. Um, and then, you know, just bursts on the scene at the, the Big 12 tournament with that slider that he learned like recently. That becomes a big pitch, makes him a few million dollars. And then now he's here in the Cubs organization and there's just so much electricity that's uh, surrounding him. So, yeah, really excited to see him in a Pelicans uniform. 
Now, who else do you think is going to fill out the, the, the other spots in the rotation? Who, who's kind of in the mix for that right now? Yeah, so we'll have Nick Hull. Um, Hull was a draft pick in 2022 out of Grand Canyon. So um, he's going to start next week for the first time. And then Michael Arias, who uh, actually came to the, to the Cubs as a shortstop. He was an infielder. They converted him to a pitcher a few years back. Um, he came out of the bullpen a few times, or actually, I think he started one game last year uh, with us at the very end of the year. So back in a Pelicans uniform. Um, and when I was in Mesa around the complex talking uh, with people of the organization, there's a lot of uh, hope with Michael Arias' fastball. Um, he's a high 90s thrower, a lot of velocity, and electric was kind of the word that uh, people used to describe his arm. So we'll see what happens when, uh, when, he, when he comes out for his first start. Now, I would say as far as the infield concerned, everybody knows the big name being Christian Hernandez at short. He was uh 10th ranked prospect right now for the Cubs, 2021 international free agent. You know, this is going to be kind of the, you know, obviously not Arizona fall. I mean, the Arizona league that you have, but this is really going to be kind of interesting to see how Christian does. Uh, I know how difficult it is and, you know, pitching kind of dominates as far as in, in uh, Myrtle beach, as far as your league is concerned, but how excited are you to kind of get to see Christian Hernandez? I'm looking forward to just seeing him improve. Right. I mean, it's uh, you know, didn't hit great in the Arizona complex league last year. His numbers aren't great, but I mean, with Arizona, you can't really look at numbers because there's, just so many factors that go into the ACL guys are working on different things. It's just a totally different ball game out there, but yeah, Christian playing with fans in the ballpark, playing under lights really for the first time ever in his career, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. He's a really young guy, just 19 years old. So a lot to learn from him. Um, he did get his first hit in his second game on, uh, on Friday. So got to see that contact a little bit, made a great throw over at short. So his first game, he struggled, had two, uh, throwing errors and then comes back on Friday and then makes a backhanded play, throws to first, shows off that arm and just kind of got the stadium talking about him. So, yeah, just just to see the way that he improves and kind of learns things throughout the year is going to be something that's uh, intriguing for us to see. Another guy that, that Cup fans are familiar with, Reggie Preciado, he was involved in the uh, U Darvish trade. He was with you guys last year, but had some knee injuries. So he's going to start out in Myrtle Beach this year. But uh, you know, whenever you have a, a guy that's traded, you know, like for a U Darvish type, you know, there's always some interest in what he can do. There is. Um, and I think we've had every single prospect uh, in that U Darvish trade. Owen Casey, uh, Yeas and Santana, Preciado all come through Myrtle Beach. But uh, yeah, Preciado has really, really improved uh, in spring training in the offseason. He spent the entire offseason in Mesa. He said he went home for a little bit for Christmas, but the rest of it, he was in Arizona just working and trying to get better. That first year, just swung and missed too much. He was chasing balls out of the zone, um, which is typical for a player his age and um, the experience level he had. But he played. He started at third base. Um, so he didn't play any third base last year for us. Starts at third base on opening night, has a great game, um, almost hits his first home run of the year. But the swing is looking just totally different. He's looking a lot more confident. Um, and just talking to him, he just feels a lot better about what the season's going to hold. And um, the work that he put in in Arizona in the offseason – it's looking like it's going to pay off this year. And and Pedro Ramirez then would probably take second base for the most part? Yeah, yeah. Pedro, uh, he started at second base the past two games, and uh, he's a guy that came to us at the very end of last year, played 10 games. But uh, the numbers that you saw, I mean, he had 41 at-bats and only struck out six times, and he was 18 years old in Myrtle Beach. So just incredibly mature at the plate, and he's gotten off to a great start. Back-to-back two-hit games in the first two games of 2023. Um, and talking with our manager, Buddy Bailey, he's a, a Pedro's a player that people are really, really looking forward to. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hope in that bat. He's, he's got really good contact skills and 
Um, just a great fielder at second base too. And then uh, at first you, you got a guy that has a little bit of pop in Felix Stevens. That, that to me is something I just want to kind of, you know, really be paying attention to. Yeah. Felix is a big guy. I mean, just a ton of size. I think he's six, five or six, six at this point. Um, hit 11 home runs for us last year. That was tied for third on the team. And uh, Felix just goes the other way a lot with his power, which I think is really, really impressive. I think more than half of his home runs last year went to right field. So he's got power. He can do it from wherever. Um, and he'll be at first base. But we also saw Moises Ballesteros, who uh, is, you know, used to used to catching. He played first base for us on Friday night for the first game in, I believe, two years when he was playing in the Dominican Summer League. So Ballesteros could get some time in that corner infield spot as well. And he's got a ton of pop in that bat, uh, too. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of hope in what he can do for this year as well. He's a very exciting player. But I think Felix will get a majority of those reps at first uh, in 2023. Yeah, you talked about Moises, so he's probably going to be the primary catcher and a lot of fun. But then, then you have Miguel Pabon, who's converted infielder and going to try his luck out at the catching position. What, what did you see from the other day? Did he start the other day on uh, was it yeah. Friday? He started on Friday, and uh, you're right. So for, for Pabon, this is his first season as a full-time catcher. He began that transition last year in the Arizona Complex League, and now he's full-time catching and just made two incredible catches behind the plate um, in his first game at catcher in a Pelicans uniform. One was directly behind the plate, right in front of the screen, and he jumped to his left side to make the catch. The other one was right by the steps of the Charleston Riverdogs dugout down the third baseline. He's right by the uh, the railing and just makes a great catch there. So a very good first impression. Buddy Bailey, who was a former catcher, now our, now our manager and a longtime minor league manager, had a lot of great things to say about Miguel. Um, he thinks that Miguel's got a manager's future in, uh, in his future himself. Um, but, yeah, I think Miguel's a great guy. I've talked to him a lot. Um, in the past couple of days and just had a great first impression behind the plate. Well, that's, that's high praise coming from a guy like Buddy Bailey. So that's right. in the outfield, Christian Franklin will be manning center field then? Yeah, Christian's been in center field uh, for two games. We also have Parker Chabers. Uh, he's a former Coastal Carolina Shauna Clear, which is really cool. He went to college about 20 minutes away from, from Pelicans Ballpark, but he got some reps in center field a little bit last year. He was also in left a little bit um, as well, but Parker was the DH on Friday and his first start. But yeah, Christian Franklin, a 2021 draft pick, was out in 2022 with an injury. So excited to see him back. He's also made a lot of improvements um, and just a really quick player. I mean, he can cover a lot of ground in center field. So he's an exciting, exciting player to watch. And then Andy Gariola, he's in left field. Six RBIs in Saturday's game. He went off. Yeah, hello, Gariola, right? I mean, just what a <laughs> what a start in 2023. He well, I mean, he was close to eight because he almost had two grand slams. His first at bat. In the first inning, um, bases loaded, hits a double, but it hit off the very top of that wall in right center field. So that was close. And then he comes up in the fourth and knocks a grand slam, just a line drive to left field. Um, opening night, he had a great catch, uh, moving, jumping forward in left field to make the play. He's also stolen a base. So, I, I mean, I can't say enough about what Gary Ola's done the first two games. And just uh, he's setting the bar pretty high for what's going to happen this year in left field, that's for sure. But a really big player, brings a ton of size, a lot of power, and uh, just you can't start the year any better than that. And what about Jefferson Encarnacion? Looks like he's going to get the majority of the playing time in right field. Yeah, that's kind of what it's looking like um, in the first two games. Jefferson played his first game since 2019 on opening night uh, on Thursday night this past week. He's dealt with just injuries galore, obviously the COVID season, but he's just excited to get back on the field. Um, he was a Rule 5 selection from the Phillies organization this past year. So Encarnacion had a big game um, on Friday night. The whole lineup really had a big game, but Encarnacion, a multi-hit game with a triple in there as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see 
We'll see what he does in right field for the Pelicans this year. Now, what, what about out of the bullpen? Is there anybody that you've been kind of watching that you're like, oh, my God, man, that guy's throwing some heat or really impressive stuff so far? Yeah, um, we've had a couple of impressive arms. Marino Santi kind of comes to comes to mind. He threw three innings on opening night, a really young pitcher, but three innings out of the bullpen, and his curveball just looked incredible. And you look at Santi's numbers um, in the Dominican Summer League, the Arizona Complex League, it's, it's pretty clear, clear that he struggled with location, but – that was not the case in his very first sing, single leg game on opening night a few nights ago. So Santi came out of the bullpen, uh, was really good. We also had Kevin Valdez come out of the bullpen on Friday night. Um, and just the velocity was there. He threw three innings and got the win um, in that game as well. Angel Gonzalez was a Pelican last year, had a ton of appearances. Um, he's back with the Pelicans this year. I mean, that, the fastball was hitting 97-98 in his first bullpen appearance of the season, which is great to see. So those are a few names. Um, we've seen, I believe, three bullpen pitchers come out of the bullpen uh, in the first two games. So still still a few more guys to go. Um, but it's looking like a pretty good uh, a pretty good mix on the pitching staff of experience with also some some young fresh talent as well. So uh, just looking looking forward to what's you know seeing what they can do. So I was, you know, when I was in spring training, I like to kind of hang out in the backfields a little bit and just kind of, you know, talk to some people and see what's going on. A lot of, a lot of smart people out in the backfields. Yeah. I do a double take. I'm like, what is Christopher Morrell doing in the backfields? And it turns out that he, it was his brother, Raphael. And then, oh my God, do those guys look alike, but it seems like they're also both infielders and outfielders that can play multiple positions. Yeah, we'll see where Morel's going to go. I mean, he was uh, he was the DH for our first game, and then at third base um, in the second game. But I mean, you're you're right, dude. They're just <laughs> identical, right? They got the same smile. Like, it's really cool to see. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he might he might be filling a few a few spots for us this year. Uh, had a pretty solid game on uh, on Friday night with the rest of the lineup. So it's always cool when you get a a big leaguer's brother on your on your team. That's for sure. And, and and so one thing I do want to tell all our listeners, and I, I don't know, you know, I'm a season ticket holder for the Cubs. And because of that, this is the first time that they're doing this this year. Any season ticket holder gets the MLB TV package. And for the first time, you get all the minor league games. So that, you know, is just really a great perk for being a season ticket holder. But if you don't have MLB TV, just kind of something to kick around because, the Cubs minor leagues, you know, are just so interesting right now. You know, if you're somebody that really loves baseball, you know, especially with 120 games with the Cubs or whatever, you can always kind of catch the Pelican games or Iowa or South Bend or, you know, just all, all the teams. It's just a lot of fun. It is. Um, and what the Cubs slogan is, uh, next starts here, right? So we're kind of taking that in Myrtle Beach. Next starts here um, because you're watching these guys really make their Cubs organization debut for a lot of them. Um, in a Pelicans uniform. And I just think it's great. Um, the, the whole package is is really cool. And, uh, you know, I find myself hopping around minor league games every once in a while. I, I watch Iowa pretty often because Iowa plays a lot of day games. Um, so I'll be watching Alex Cohen and, and the I-Cubs uh, quite a bit this year. But, yeah, just more exposure for these guys, the better. Obviously, going on the Marquee Sports Network, we love doing that and uh, showcasing these young top prospects to to the Cubs fandom. But, yeah, just just love getting these guys on the screen and uh, just making their Cubs organization debut and introducing them to Cubs fans. One of the, you know, one thing that Marky also offers is the road to Wrigley, which is kind of if you tune in usually on Fridays, I believe, uh, Lance Brozdowski and I think Elise Meneker, you know, they have they literally just kind of go in and out of the game, so it's kind of you know I think they took the idea from the NFL, but hell, who cares? It works, right? It's, Such, it's, a cool <laughs> Such a cool show. Such a cool show. I I have no 
I have no, it's, I just have such high praise for that show because I, I that the first one was on Friday and they sent me the full thing. So I watched a, a good amount of it. And I mean, there's a quad box where you could watch every single Cubs affiliate and um, you know, they're hopping in, they're doing analysis. Lance knows everything about every single player. Elise Smeniker is great. They had Jim Callis on as well. Um, so if you really want to be well-versed in the Cubs farm system, that show is, is, is what's for you. And they're doing that a lot this year. So uh, we were a part of it on Friday night. Um, we got Gary Ola's Grand Slam was was on there. Parker Chambers, the first home run of 2023, that was on there. Um, so yeah, just a, just a really cool show. And Marquis does a great job with it. And, and not only that, you got like the quad box going, but if something big is happening, say you know at, at wherever, they just focus on the one box for a second, and just yeah. maybe you come in and you catch an at bat, you know, and and uh, you know maybe it is a Christian Hernandez amazing player, maybe you know who who you know maybe it's a Brennan Davis home run that they will they will focus on the one box, and 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 that's what I like. It just kind of moves in and out and whips you around, and you know you're not just watching one game; you get to see a lot of different players at a lot of different levels of baseball, you know. Well, somebody tweeted and said, um, I got Kevin Alcantara at bat on the right side. I got Pete Crow Armstrong at bat on the <laughs> left side like that. It doesn't get much better than that. So, yeah, absolutely love what uh, what Marquis doing. Well, Sam, you know, you know, everyone that I've talked to lately, I've been talking to a lot of people and I, we just had a Justin Steele party uh, at Club 400 and I was talking to Justin Steele's family and I was talking to Kyle Hendricks's family and every single person I talked to, like when I mentioned Myrtle Beach, just gets like a big smile on your face, on their faces. You guys have, you guys do a great job down there and, and you always got like a lot of fun promotions, you know, and stuff for the families and just great deals, you know, like. I mean, come on, Taco Tuesdays and $3 Tall Boys, I'll take that any day of the week, you know? No, so will I. I mean, we just try and make it fun. Myrtle Beach is a fun city, and we try and encapsulate that in our game day experience. Um, yeah, I mean, when I was back in Mesa, I talked to Ian Happ, I talked to David Bodie, and just reflecting on Myrtle Beach, and they just loved it. Um, I actually talked with Ethan Roberts as well, and he called it uh, the party at the beach. So <laughs> the, players, the players love stopping in Myrtle Beach, um, and we love it too. I mean, we just... We have a lot of fun at these games, and uh, Crawley. A few a few months from now, you'll get to experience it uh, as well. I absolutely cannot wait. It is circled. I actually, this is a true story. I have a countdown on my phone so that I am literally counting the days, minutes, and hours before. I, there, there it is, right there. There, there, there is the countdown. Yeah. So the clock is going down, man. I am absolutely stoked. It should be fun. And not only that, you guys do a great job with social media. You know, some teams are a little slow to embrace it. Not you guys. Where would you say that people can kind of follow you and the team on social media so that they can kind of keep up with everything you guys got going on? Yeah, no. So personally, I'm Sam underscore Weederhaft on Twitter. Um, I'm at Weederhaft on Instagram, always posting stuff about the Pelicans and, and promoting our players. Twitter for the Pelicans is at Pelican Baseball. Instagram at Pelicans Baseball. TikTok and be Pelicans. We've been really good on TikTok. I, we have a great, a great team, a great front, front office staff that runs, runs that stuff. And, um, and that that's kind of where the exposure come, comes from. They just do an awesome job with that. So um, I've even been doing TikTok dances on the Myrtle Beach Pelicans TikTok. So if you want to see that, that's on there. Um, we're on Facebook as well, Myrtle Beach Pelicans, kind of all over the place. But uh, just trying to give fans as much content about these players as possible and then having a little bit of fun as well. I will tell you, your dance moves impressed me very much, Sam. Um, I appreciate you coming yeah. out here, bud. Always fun talking some baseball and, and looking forward to seeing a lot of fun in the sun out in Myrtle Beach and, hopefully, and like I said, getting out there pretty soon. Yes, sir. Me too. I'm looking forward to it, Crawley. Thanks for having me on. Happy Easter, man.